sound right it's got to sound right because not only are we out here in in youtube obviously this is being published later today in its audio only format on turn up the mic Uh oh got a mic problem how's that it's important to have that straight because uh when it goes out audio only it's only audio there's no no video with it, of course. How's that, D? Is that better? I need that. Fine-tune it. Need somebody to help me fine-tune the audio. Make sure it sounds correct. Got a lot of stuff going on today. Good to see people rolling in on the YouTubes. That they are. Illy Coffee's in a Dallas Cup. Deep in the heart of Texas, as they say better okay glad that the audio is better 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 lots of stuff going on obviously we're cranking away at the the rmf class throwing throwing videos out like crazy into the content the topics there's like 70 topics in that course and they're all being updated with rmf uh 2.0 actually they're already 2.0 but um the control catalog 853 revision 5 got to update it with that uh, the new control continuous monitoring I don't know it used to be um, ISCM information security continuous monitoring um, taking the security out of the term controls now it's just controls unless it's a specific security or specific privacy control the term's going away so it's only going to be Control, so control monitoring gets that CM gets confused with continuous monitoring. Oh man, it's gonna have to gonna have to be dug deeper into NIST. You're overloading the term. So I got my RMF shirt on. If you're watching watching the video, you can see the RMF shirt. If you're listening in a podcast later today, just got my RMF shirt on. Available at the swag site on Cyber Recon. Um. Yeah, RMF 2.0, the improved RMF 2.0 course is rolling right along. We've had our uh, second, second or third, I guess our third live session this week. That went well. 
on Monday. Um, Eric, I got I saw your, your email, Eric. I gotta get you the video recording, the recording of that session. I'll get it out to you. Things are going well. Cyber Recon is, is just got we've got more course content to put up with than the editors can keep up with. Um, we've got the whole series on um, Ubiquity that's got to go out, it's sitting in the recordings are out there, installing the equipment's out there, racking it, building the rack, hanging the rack, uh, getting everything done, putting the access points up. It's all been recorded. Now we just need to edit it and get it out there. Um, so many projects for the summer, and we're running out of summer. Just need about four or five hours more a day to get this stuff out for you guys. But there's stuff going on. If you're in the RMF, you, if you're doing RMF work, good, good for you. If you're trying to get in there, you're trying to learn more, the RMF course is available on Cyber Recon site. Boy, I think we have more content than than anyone. We're looking at it a little different than most people. It's not just throwing, we're not just throwing a video up there and letting you go at it. Um, if you want to just you want to watch the videos, you can watch them on YouTube. They're they're out there. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about that later. More about the RMF class later. Today we're going to talk about your cyber news, what's going on in the news today. Um, I'll do something a little, changing things up just a little touch more. Um, as you know, there's there's a bunch of articles we talk about, and it seems like we can we could talk about 10 or 15 articles a day, given the time, but most of us don't have that time. So what I want to do is I want to hit on the first, you know, the one, you know, two, three, four, maybe even some days five articles. Um, Right, I think the sweet spot's right on two or three. Um, but then there's other ones I think they're important that I'm going to throw in the show notes. And if you did, you know, D put a good uh, Facebook post together, I think yesterday or the day before on, if you don't know where the show notes are, check it out on Facebook and see where the show notes are. Show notes are going to have a couple more articles that we just don't have time to go over. So today they're in the show notes. It's going to be uh, how Lockbit is using automation to further its attack, and then I, an article about Iranian cyber attacks. So those are in your show notes. We're not going to cover them uh, this morning. We're going to cover Accenture's report on the threat landscape. Um, we're going to talk about supply chain hopping to get into your network. And then we're going to talk about Egregor uh, attacking Barnes & Noble. And what you need to know about that. So those are the three stories we're going to cover. We'll cover the water cooler talk of the day, what you're going to talk about your your holiday, your weird holiday of the day. Oh. <laughs> Chapo changed. Oh, we got a name change. Baffet Chapo. <laughs> uh, stayed up all night. What's up, Cyber? Baffet Chapo. We are, we are rolling with the news this morning. We're rolling with the news. We've got a lot going on. Obviously, obviously we got the morning. Folks, the, it is a community. Join the community. Join the conversation. Conversation rolling in the sidebar here. You can join in, jump in, introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. Uh, let us know what you're doing, what you're up to. Baffa Chapo was up all night. 
All night. All night long, like Lionel Richie used to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what we got going on, that's what we got going on. That's the news stories of the day. I see you guys are out there. You're rolling along. Let me get things situated here, and we will we'll jump into the news. Do, do, do. Oh, it's a little... Got to do a little bit of situation when I move from one screen to another. The system just doesn't like that as much as it should. Because uh, it is. Got to be able to make sure I can see YouTube te screen and the chat session. So I know, I know, I know what's going on. Because sometimes, I've seen in the past, that uh, chats will come on YouTube and they won't show up on the local chat that I can put on the screen. That's really pretty much gone away. I probably can go away from that because uh, since I started stopped using Restream, that's really it's really gone away. So up first, Accenture. 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 Our friends at Accenture have a report out um, exploring the prolific threats influencing the cyber landscape. The uh, I don't know. I don't think I put the report in your show notes, but the report is linked in the article. You can get to it from there. Accenture is a big, big consulting firm. They do a lot of, a lot of craziness. A lot of craziness out there. I remember running into Accenture's a lot. Accenture folks a lot when I was out consulting. Uh, so some of those article is from our friends where at Help HelpNet Security. Some of the world's most skilled nation-state cyber adversaries and notorious ransomware gangs are deploy <laughs> deploying, deploying an arsenal of new open-source tools, actively exploiting corporate email systems, and using online extortion to scare victims into paying ransom, according to a report from Accenture. And if you jump to the report, here's what the report's going to look like. 89 pages of goodness from Accenture. Um... Worth the, worth the download, worth the price of admission. Obviously, it's, get it for free. Get it for free, download it, build it into your daily reading, you know. See if you can read that this week. Take a look at it, see what Accenture is talking about. A lot of the stuff you're going to see in the report. Um, you know, if you've been with the channel, if you've been with Cup of Cyber, if you've been listening to us, in any length, you're going to see a lot of the stuff in the report is stuff that we have already talked about. You guys already know a lot of this stuff. Um, the highlight, you know, the report examines tactics, techniques, and procedures. We like to call those TTPs, um, old military term, TTPs, um, employed by some of the most sophisticated cyber adversaries and explores how cyber incidents could evolve over the next year. So basically saying, you know, what's going to happen for the rest of 2020 and what they're looking forward to in 2021. I guess, guess what, guys? It's not, it doesn't look pretty. 2021 is looking kind of like 2020 in a lot of ways. So Josh Ray, who leads this Accenture's Security Cyber Defense practice globally, Josh Ray says, since COVID-19 radically shifted the way we work and live, We've seen a wide range of cyber adversaries changing their tactics, 
to take advantage of new vulnerabilities. Man, have they ever. Um, biggest takeaway from our research is that organizations should expect cyber criminals to become more brazen as the potential opportunities and payouts from these campaigns climb to the stratosphere. In such a climate, organizations need to double down on putting the right controls in place and leveraging reliable threat intelligence to understand and expel the most complex threats. Now, I'm going to tell you, the controls, we talk about the controls all the time. And if you guys have been around me, if you've been around me in the show, especially over the last year, if you've been around me in real life, you know, some of you guys, we know, you know, being in Northern Virginia, we run into a lot of cybersecurity people here. There's a lot of cybersecurity people. And we, I've talked to quite a few of you before this. And you know, you know, early on, I was not a big proponent of the RMF. I'm going to tell you, it seemed like more paperwork. It seemed like just dits cap and die cap updated. But I'm going to tell you guys, it really is a process that works. I've used it in the government, and I've used it in private practice, in, in non-governmental organizations, financials, pharmaceuticals, auto, manu auto manufacturing. The program works. It does. Um, there's other frameworks out there. There are. Um, the biggest difference between the RMF and those other frameworks is the other frameworks are going to cost you money. And if you're trying to balance your budget, I'm always going to point you to the RMF. It's got an extensive control catalog. It's got the controls they're talking about here. It's got the things that help you defend your network, take care of your organization. Um, I guess I'll get off, get off the soapbox about the RMF. But that's what they're talking about. The controls, you've got to put the controls in place. You got to not only state the controls, you got to make sure those controls are implemented in a risk-based fashion across your organization. Those more critical systems, those more exposed systems, those systems that support cybersecurity, that support your security infrastructure, have to be implemented more rigorously and with more breadth and depth than less critical systems. That's what we're all about, man. We got to got to go to work and do these things. Throughout 2020, CTI analysis have observed suspected state-sponsored and organized criminal groups using a combination of off-the-shelf tooling, including living off the land tools, shared hosting infrastructure, and publicly developed exploit code, and open source penetration tools at unprecedented scale, unprecedented scale to carry out cyber attacks and hide their tracks. So they are, they're, you know, we've seen and we've talked about it in Cup of Cyber. We've talked about this, that the adversary, a lot of these state-sponsored, these APTs, the Advanced Persistent Threats, they, they're going away from developing their own tools, right? They're, they, they're still, they're still developing tools, right? They're still doing that, but that's been kind of put on the back burner. That's still going on, but it's not going on at the pace that it was before. That's for the very special, very top of the specialized attacks. That's when they're going after a very specific target. They're going to use their specialized tools. But they've looked at the tools that are available, the things that are available off the shelf, and that's maybe they're buying them. There's things like Cobalt Strike. You go buy Cobalt Strike. Why develop something like Cobalt Strike when it exists already? 
So they buy that. Or maybe the open source tools like Kali. Kali is a Linux distro, if you don't know. Kali is a Linux distro that's loaded with tools, loaded with tools for the ethical hacker, for the penetration tester, for the red team. It's built for testing systems. The problem is all those tools that are built for doing that can be just as easily used by the attacker, the real bad guy. And that's what they're realizing. They're realizing, I can get Kali. I can get something like Cobalt Strike. Maybe even using things like Core Impact or Canvas, high-end exploitation tools, um, and using those. And then open source Mimikatz, things like that. Um, seeing that more often implemented in these APT attacks, attacks than the custom code we used to see in the past. The other thing is living off the land. When they get onto your network, when they get that first foothold into your network, when they first plant that flag, what's on the what's on the network? What have you left in place? Is there scanning tools on the network that they can get to and use? Is there services on the local box that they can use? Have you put an Nmap on your boxes? Have you you know have you have you used connectivity software and left it on systems where it's not needed? Um, if they can find these things on the box, do they have do they have full access to PowerShell? If they have full access to PowerShell, there's all kinds of things the bad guy can do, and a lot of, a lot of organizations just leave that. That's living off the land. They get there, they see what you've left around, what have you left on your systems, and that's part of configuration management. Get the things off your system that don't need to be there. Right, and that's part of a solid configuration management plan. And that's what these guys are using. They're hoping you left those things there. So when they get there, they don't have to bring their tools along. That's more silent. That's more, you know, there's nothing they have to install. It's already there. They can live off the land. So so we're seeing that shift to that. And we've talked about that in the morning show. We've talked about that. Um, they give some examples here. Center tracks patterns and activities. of Iranian-based hacker group referred to as, I'm going to call them Remix Kitten. I'm going to call them the name they should be called. Active since at least 2014. This group's known for its cyber attacks on the oil and gas, communications, transportation, and other industries in the U.S., Israel, Europe, Saudi Arabia, Australia, and other regions. So they're, they're tracking these folks. That's good. Um, there, there's a couple other examples they give here. Um, the report also notes that how one notorious group has aggressively targeted systems supporting Microsoft Exchange and Outlook Web Access and then uses these compromised systems as beachheads within the victim's environment to hide traffic, relay commands, and compromise email, steal data, and gather credentials for espionage efforts. A great way, if you can get on the mail system, that's a great way to tailor your spear phishing using real emails between people that are expected to be talking. The other thing that the article talks about is ransomware. This is ransomware has quickly become more lucrative business, a more lucrative business model in the past year. Cybercriminals taking online extortion to a new level by threatening to publicly release stolen data or sell it and name and shame victims on dedicated websites. Yeah, so if they're, that's that, that dual-pronged attack, that dual-pronged attack we talked about. They're going to encrypt your data, and then, you know, even if you have backups, they're going to release that data on 
the dark net. Some of them are releasing it. They're threatening to release it on social media, on public networks. Um, I like this, this one in green here. Additionally, the uh, infamous Lockbit ransomware emerged earlier this year, which in addition to copying the, the extortion tactic, that dual-pronged, two-pronged attack, has gained attention due to its self-spreading feature that quickly infects other other computers on a corporate network. So it spreads. It's, it's self-replicating with, with uh, worm-like techniques. So um, this one's in green because there's a lock bit. In, in, in your show notes, there's this article from Sophos. And the reason we didn't cover it, this is one of those huge articles that that is very in-depth, has very detailed explanations of what's going on with LockBit. I wanted to put this in the show notes so you could you guys could go check it out, right? Um, lots of information there. More than we can cover, cover this morning. Um, so it's in your show notes. You can go... Check that article out later today. It's got a lot of stuff. If you're interested in LockBit, that's a good one to know. Um, yeah, LockBit financial appears to be financial. A lot of these financial, even if they're APTs or advanced persistent threats from government-sponsored or state-sponsored folks, they still have a financial aspect, um, especially the Korean, Korean attack groups, right? Uh, the success of these hack and leak extortion methods, especially against larger organizations, means they will likely proliferate for the remainder of 2020 and could foreshadow hacky, hacking trends in 2021. I see, I see them moving more towards not just releasing data on the dark web, but somehow releasing what, data on the normal, normal, but air quotes, normal internet or social media. In fact, CTI analysts have observed recruitment campaigns on popular dark web forums and threat actors behind Sodin Kobe. Um, and we talked about that a, a month or two ago. We talked about this recruitment and mentoring that they're doing on the dark web. A lot of these dark websites used to be, um, you know, very elitist, very... If, if you're not good enough, you can't come in. And a lot of those still have that that kind of barrier to entry, but now they're building other websites within the dark web where they can mentor people until they're up to the level to bring into these other sites. It kind of vets them as well. So they're seeing this recruitment of, I'm going to say it, bad actors on the dark web. So we talked about this. It's a pretty good report. It's the, the nice thing. If you've been watching Cup of Cyber, um, it's going to be kind of a recap of what we talked about in the last 10 months. Since the beginning of the year, we've, we've hit almost every point I've seen in this report. Um, so if you've been, if you've been hanging out, we, we have been covering the right stuff. And that's because of the group, the group, makes sure we stay on track the group, make sure we're, we're pointing things right. I've seen, I have not seen Alex on yet this morning, but I know he helps steer us. If we, you know, brings up points, like we talk about something that he brings up the, so what, why do I care? Or how does this work? Or what, what should I do to protect against it? This one here, this article, this first article, this essential report is just so you know, keep you in the know, keep, you know, what's going on with the censure. Shamani. Chris around the corner. I need that RMF shirt for my coworkers. Go out there and get them, man. You can get them. We've got, got a box of them up there still. Um, cyber-recon.com front slash 
swag swag can get you your rmf shirt um if you're an rmf i think it's kind of funny funny it's got you know the rmf on the front and it's got the cyber recon logo between the just a small one on the back you'll see it on the on the web site good to see you this morning by the way good morning so that's number uno that's the first story second in the shoot carbon black vmware's carbon black team is number two our number two story today modern attacks include supply chain hopping and reversed agile environments reversing agile environments um this article not not really necessarily my favorite in the way it's written this is uh info security magazine info security these guys right here info security magazine strategy insight technology dan raywood so dan's talking he's got to talk, he's talking about supply chain he's talking about how the bad guy's going to use island hopping to get into your network right um i guess my issue with the article is part of it has just nothing to do with what he's talking about and that's he's talking about instant response um I get, I get maybe where he was trying to go. So let's go dive into this article from Dan the Man. Uh, cybercrime groups are becoming more creative using tactics such as supply chain attacks against digitally transformed and agile environments. According to a new report by VMware Carbon Black, which includes a survey of 83 incidents responded to by cybersecurity professionals, 82% of attacks now involve instances of what they're calling counter-incident response where the victims claim to have their resources colonized, resource colonized uh, victims' networks. Uh, speaking uh, to InfoSecurity, Tom Kellerman, head of cybersecurity strategy at VM, where Carbon Black said there's been a common arrogance on how we conduct incident response. This allows the adversary to know that the defender has spotted them and attackers move to a destructive attack mode in response. This will involve them tampering with agents, dropping wiper malware and ransomware, and changing timestamps on logs whilst they are in the victim's environment. So good. I mean, it's nice he's pointing this out. Um, you must do a better job adding that there needs to be a silent alarm system. So don't be so noisy when you're responding to an incident. When, a, when attackers spot on your environment, we currently make it critically bad assumptions on how to manage threat hunting and when reacting. As we know, we're in a brave new world, brave new world, and the greatest uh, cybercrime crews are protected by regimes with dramatic spike in social unrest. Businesses have been forced to use digital transformation to exist in the pandemic. He said this means being less visible in the response and hunting efforts. So I make it, you know, that's, that's a one point. So that's that's part of the article. Um, it's just a noisy response is what he's saying. Noisy response. Um, but he says this has borne the concept of island hopping, where an attacker infiltrates an organization's network to launch attacks on other businesses along the slide along the supply chain i don't i don't know that i buy that island hopping is not born of a noisy response 
Those are good points. He makes good points. There are two good salient points here. I don't think they're tied together as well as he's making trying to make them tie together. N yeah, we probably should be a little less noisy when we're doing incident response, right? Um, if you're doing incident response, you maybe don't want the bad guy to know you're there. You maybe don't want the bad guy to know you've identified them. You know they're on the network. That might not be what you want. You want, may want to be a little more silent in how you're responding to the breach, right? I think that's what he's saying in this first part. But the second part, he's talking about island hopping. And island hopping, I think, in my opinion, can occur if you've got silent attack or and response or noisy attack and response. The, the issue with island hopping is your target is a little too secure and you can't get to it from a direct frontal attack, right? So this is where you attack an organization's network to launch attacks on other business uh, businesses along the supply chain. The attacker doing a series of compromises along a supply chain, hitting multiple multiple victims. The dramatic and Kellerman is saying there's the dramatic escalation and punitive measures deployed from the adversary. That's talking about punitive measures, meaning that if 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 they know they're uncovered, they're gonna they're gonna wipe your network possibly. Um, results in 55% of attacks targeting the victim's digital infrastructure for the purposes of island hopping. Imagine when a corporate infrastructure pushes payloads to its constituency. He stated that in many businesses do not understand that their supply chain attackers move from MSSP, a managed uh, security service provider, uh, to a cloud provider, to a marketing firm. So he's just saying they can move from 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 one compromised network to another one through those established supply chains. So if you have maybe a direct VPN between you and your MSSP or between you and your cloud provider, um, that's gonna be a much easier path to follow than a frontal attack on that, on that target you're going for. So if you can start with a less defended target and then work your way through the supply chain to them, that's a good way to do it. We've talked a lot about supply chain attacks along the way, right? There's other ways we can do it. We can plant malicious code inside a library that maybe they're going to put into um, some software they're developing in-house and then hope for that to be published. And then when it published, we, we exploit that. That's one thing. So points out, uh, Kellerman says his concept of attack works in four steps. Here's the steps. The network is attacked and the attacker pushes malware code using your infrastructure and all VPN tunnels. Number two, they add a watering hole attacks and expand attacks to mobile devices so common vulnerabilities are effective. Number three, reverse access to Office 365 to scrape messages and use them to create context for social engineering so fileless malware comes from your, from you and your account, and then they target APIs. I think it was, that's a good chain. Um, I think that they're all, they all could be atta attacks implemented independently as well. So Kellerman said, the rapid shift to remote, the remote world has um, combined with the power and scale of the dark web has fueled the expansion of cybercrime groups. 
now ahead of the election, where cybersecurity tipping point, cyber criminals have become dramatically more sophisticated and punitive, uh, focused on destructive attacks. So if they know they're there, they are going to try to just scorch earth. They're going to burn you to the ground, and that's not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. Carbon Black, thanks, thanks for the article um, from Carbon Black Info Security. That was a that was a good good rundown. Um, last on the list, Barnes and Noble. Um, got some talk about talk about where people are from. Rockford, Illinois. Looks like we got some folks from Rockford. I always think it's James Rockford when I hear about Rockford, Illinois, the Rockford Files from when I was a kid. Obviously, you guys probably, maybe a lot of you guys are too young for that. It's Barnes & Noble. This is from Threat Post. Threat Post is talking about this one. Gregor claims responsibility for Barnes & Noble attack and leaks data, right? Ransomware gang claims to have brought network access to the book bookseller system. Uh, let me, let me start over after I drink a little bit of coffee here. The ransomware gang claims to have bought network access to the bookseller system before encrypting networks and stealing what they're calling financial and audit data. And we talked about this. We talked about this in the show as well, that these guys are not, these, these ransomware gangs, they're not spending so much time exploiting networks anymore. They're, they're finding out their core business. And that's why I'd say these guys operate as an organization they operate as a business they're going to say that what is their business function and the business function is is doing ransomware right um so they're, they're using that to to focus their attack on the business function, so they're buying access, and they can they can buy that um, along the way. So the Gregor Ransomware Gang has reportedly taken responsibility for the Barnes and Noble cyber attack, first disclosed on 15 October. Bookseller warned last week it had been hacked, and email notices to customers noting that the cyber attack happened on October 10th which resulted in unauthorized and unlawful access to the Barnes and, certain Barnes & Noble corporate systems. Some indications, such as Nook e-reader service being taken offline starting in the weekend before, also pointed to a poss possible ransomware attack through the comp company still hasn't yet be been confirmed. Some store workers told an e-reader blog that their physical registers were having trouble over the weekend too. Now the Gregor Group, a new kid on the block, having only emerged in September, said its malware was responsible for and claimed to have stolen unencrypted financial and audit data. It's unclear if that refers to internal corporate data or consumer information, because um, book giant stress to customers. Um, their financial data was encrypted and tokenized and not accessible 
At no time is there any unencrypted payment information on any Barnes & Noble system. They're pretty adamant, pretty adamant about that. Um, Baffet Chapo. Yeah, I got a... Yeah, now that we've been been modified, we got to watch the curse words in the in the stream. Unfortunately, that's what gets comments held for review, and I'm not going to. How do I take that off? I'm gonna take that off of there, so I don't have your street on the uh, chat. I'm gonna leave that out of the stream. Sir Trash, Sir Trash, Derek. I'm not sure uh, what's going on there. There's something, something going on there in the chat. Let me know if it gets out of control. That's for sure. Um, yeah, correspondence with bleeping computer. A member of the group said that someone was able to gain access to a Windows domain administrator account before handing or selling that access to a Gregor gang. The Gregor gang. And indeed, network access sellers have become a central pillar uh, of criminal underground activity in 2020. And we just we talked about this just a couple weeks ago. How it's that's the switch we're going to. According to a recent Accenture report, we just talked about the recent Accenture report. For prices between 300 and 10,000, ransomware groups have the opportunity to e easily buy initial network access to already compromised companies uh, on the underground forums. Yeah. They posted some registry, you know, the information they posted, they posted some registry hives that proves they have access to uh, the domain controllers. Yeah. Gotta make sure that's a uh... Clean, clean, clean the chat up a little bit there. Sorry. I don't want people's address or anything posted out there. That's not right. A regular grader was first spotted in the wild in September using a tactics of siphoning off corporate information and threatening, threatening mass media release before encrypting all files. Just this week, it claimed to have hacked the gaming giant Ubisoft, lifting the source code for Watch Dogs Legion, which is due to release on 29 October. Egregor is an occult term meaning to signify the collective energy or force of a group of individuals, especially when the individuals are united towards a common purpose. In case you want to know what that is. So Egregor ramp, ramping up, doing its thing. They're new. The new kid's on the block, like, uh, like they're saying. Oh. <sighs> Bad things, guys. Bad, bad things can happen. So, that's what's going on in the news. That's what's going on in the news. Today is National Nut Day. Um, gave you an article from the Pharma, Farmer's Albanac. Nuts about nuts. Celebrate National Nut Day. 
It's got some health benefits in nuts. History of nut tri nut history and trivia. Did you know that Mr. Peanut was invented for a Planner's Peanut logo contest in 1916 by a 13-year-old boy? He won five bucks. And artists reportedly added the famous monocle, top hat and gloves, and cane. Takes 550 peanuts to make a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter. All kinds of good information there in the article. Mm -mm -mm. Good things to go. Good things to go. So that's what we got going on today. Not Barnes and Noble. Not not that day. Let's get that off there. Hope you guys take you know take care of your friends, your family, your coworkers. Take care of each other. This is a community. Figure out what's going on with uh, Baffa Chapo and Sir Trash Derek. There's something going on there. I don't know. I'll have to figure that one out. Hopefully nothing serious. But hopefully you'll join us again tomorrow morning, 7.30. We'll be here. If you guys are interested at all in the RMF course, it's available on cyber-recon.com. If you can, like and comment on this broadcast let me know hit that like button helps with the logarithm obviously subscribe and hit the bell to be notified that's all the stuff people on the youtubes tell us to say so that we can drive up the logarithm but that's all i got to cover for this morning that's where we got to go there's a couple articles out there the lockbit and the Ara iranian cyber attack are out there for you guys to check out at your leisure it's in the show notes probably something you might want to look at and other than that, be good. The, the Bravos tell you, go get some. I'll see you tomorrow. 7.30 right here. We'll talk about cyber news of the day. Be safe out there.